0: five movies this is one of your co-hosts chris gasper this is frank pelicone you were listening to episode 63 of the spin chagrin and last week's category was burning down the house so frank
1: what did you come up with uh, uh for burning down the house so this was a journey i guess hmm. um that's the parlance of the podcast yeah <clears throat> I'm not going to lie, I just searched for fire on Tubi, Uh and that's how, like, I initially started looking, but I had saved a couple movies, and then I was browsing through Prime on uh, Thursday or Friday, and I saw this thumbnail for this movie called The Windmill, and I was like, and it's a windmill on fire, Mm. and I was like, oh shit, like, I could watch this movie and um, super, uh, super relevant, like, I might actually enjoy it. Right, and I watched it for about fifteen minutes, and I realized I had seen it before, and I fucking (laughs) hate it. Um, now in its defense, there is things getting burned down, including a um like a mobile home. So it it, there is a house Mm -hmm. that's burned down. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really just the room for one more story. If you're familiar with that, like urban legend slash like folk tale,
0: do you know that?
1: No. So, I don't know, man, like, goes to get on a bus, and the bus driver opens the door, and the bus is all crowded, and he's, like, room for one more, and smiles at him all creepy, and the man decides not to get on, and then the bus crashes, and everybody dies. Mm. Or there's, like, an alternate version of it where the man gets on the bus and drives and realizes that, like, he's seeing this funeral, and it turns out it's his funeral, and everyone on the bus is dead. And hence the room for one more. So it's it's like there's yeah. two a couple different versions, but that's gotcha. the that's the folk mm-hmm. folk tale, myth, whatever you want to call it. Um so anyway, terrible movie, no need to talk about it really. Okay. So then um on Saturday I watched a movie called Out of the Furnace, which I thought might have a furnace or something on fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I actually I actually enjoyed the movie mm-hmm. I don't want to say I really enjoyed the movie But I think that we'll talk about it at some point point. And I liked the performances Were pretty spectacular in it mm-hmm. um, That was the thing that it really Like I really dug um, So I won't talk about that too much But also nothing got burned down So it doesn't really fit the bill So I'm going to give you a, a chagrin score For both these movies Because I think that it's important To talk about both of them okay i'm going to start with the movie that is less interesting and then go to what might be the magnum opus of the spin chagrin i'm not sure okay (laughs) um now i'm excited so the first movie is a uh 1979 disaster film called city on fire Mm. um it has actually a pretty pretty uh, star studded isn't right but like b star studded cast In um, Susan Clark, Shelley Winters uh, Barry Newman, Leslie Nielsen Ava Gardner and Henry Fonda Mm -hmm. or Henry Fonda are all in this movie Um, so instead of like calling this a movie it's really a narrative PSA against the dangers of fire and not being careful around fire Okay. Um so the movie opens with this little kid getting peer pressured into smoking by his friends in a treehouse. Um and takes a puff of a cigarette and it makes him gag. So he throws the cigarette into a box of old newspaper, broken sticks, and dry rotted stuffed animals like that's what's (laughs) in this box and of course it catches on fire and it catches the whole house on fire they live in like some apartment building slash row home thing and his sister's inside and a firefighter dies saving his sister so i'm thinking because the movie's called city on fire that what's going to happen is this fire is going to spread out of control because like these houses are all close together that's the only logical thing to think right and that's going to cause the whole city to catch on fire sure but nah, like the firefighters put the fire out and like everything's cool. I mean, a firefighter's dead, which sucks. Um, And this kid's promising his sister he's never going to smoke a cigarette again. Um, So she'll live. But really, like, in the end, aside from the house catching on fire, like nothing truly bad happens. So then there's this other dude who goes to work one day and he works at the oil refinery. And he says... um, He's getting dressed in the morning. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to get promoted. I'm so excited. And he goes into work, and his boss is like, hey, we think that you would make a great um, engineer. And the guy says, but I don't want to be an engineer. I want to stay in my department getting promoted. And the boss is like, yeah, that's not how things are going to work. You're going to become an engineer. And he's like, but but I don't want to be an engineer. And the boss says, well, then I guess you're just fucking fired, right? I mean, it's not like exactly like that. Right. no cursing that's basically what happens Mm -hmm. so the guys so they don't escort the man off the property or make him leave or anything he just gets to kind of go back to work so what he decides to do is to turn off the water pumps to the smokestacks at the refinery and then break open a gasoline truck so it pours into the water source and then basically turn a bunch of other like stuff and run away so Inevitably, what happens is um, these dudes go downstairs into like the basement of the refinery um, to do some welding, of course. And when they weld, they catch all the gasoline that is now poured into the water supply on fire, and fire erupts everywhere. Let me say this: there is so much fucking actual fire in this movie. Like this is 1979. So there's no C. There, there's a little bit of CGI fire that looks terrible. But for the most part, um, it's, like, legit just, like, fire everywhere. So everything's on fire now. And the chief of the fire department is like, man, we're going to have some kind of firestorm coming up in here. And then you find out that Leslie Nielsen, who's the mayor, um, he, like, cut all these corners to get this refinery built. And it's the sixth largest refinery in the world. And... He's, like, trying to hide, like, his complicity in the fact that this refinery, like, oh, and also the water supply is less than 40%, Um, for some reason, because something else happened that they didn't listen to scientists. Okay. Um, There's also, like, a doctor that works at the hospital who's a womanizer, but he's really in love with this socialite who just came back from Europe who's also fucking the mayor. But she didn't really love the mayor. She's in love with the doctor. And they express their love to each other while an old man is pissing himself in a bedpan. That's an actual scene that occurs. Um, and so the fire is like spreading everywhere, and then the guy who started the fire, you find out, is obsessed with the socialite, too. And so he comes to the hospital because he saw that she was like there. And he's like, Hey. I'm gonna help you out and then he's just helping people out that are victims of the fire um he's just like they're helping and like nobody like even asks like what are your credentials you fucking like weirdo oh he went and bought a suit too so now he's wearing like Mm. a butterfly collar like paisley shirt suit I don't know it's it's really 70s (laughs) um so now now the hospital's surrounded by fire And just as the chief of the fire department predicted, there's now a firestorm um, surrounding the hospital. So they got to create a water tunnel. So all these firefighters come and they spray water in like arcs over that so everyone can get out. And then Leslie Nielsen is like, oh, God, what have I done? And so he gets a fire hose and he's spraying everybody with water. So they're protected from getting burned up. And you know what happens? What? everybody gets the fuck away and there's no tension whatsoever mm. like it's just literally 25 super minutes super easy of it's incredibly easy it's barely barely <laughs> an inconvenience as what's his name says the screen rate guy mm-hmm. um so it's just it's 25 minutes of Leslie Nielsen spraying people with a water hose and them running through like this tunnel of water to come out unscathed in the end until until it's time for the creep to come running through and then for some reason Shelly Winters who's like the hero nurse she comes running with him, and they both get killed by like collapsing scaffolding Mm. but everyone else is unscathed and then in the end Leslie Nielsen has realized the error of his ways and there's no consequence to him like basically causing this to happen and the doctor and the nurse, they get to go off together, and they love each other. And that's really it. Like, that's the whole movie. Oh, and there's also a subplot where this woman, this, like, 70-year-old anchor for the news channel, who's a drunk, um, is covering the, uh, um, the fire the whole time and getting, like, increasingly drunk. And then her assistant, who you find out is in love with her, he throws her in a cold shower and sobers her up. And then she's all, um, like, thankful. And they go on a date after the fire, after the whole city is burned down. And there's no homes left. And they literally say that there's, like, 1,100,000 people that are homeless or something. (laughs) And that's the end.
0: So... (laughs)
1: okay but they go on a date you know he's even though he's convinced her that she shouldn't drink anymore he's like how about i buy you a drink and then that's so is this just a
0: bunch of subplots that are largely disconnected from the overall plot of like the fire and
1: yeah i mean the fire is always there so the whole end scene they have an entire city block on fire like both sides of the road are on fire and the cars are on fire and the street is on fire and everything is fire except they have the tunnel of water and people can just walk through the fire and it's cool because there's no tension because everybody just gets through the fire and they're okay i swear to god some kind of statement
0: being made here no it's it's
1: uh... it's you know what like maybe don't set things on fire because one man can burn down a city. That's the tagline of this movie. Even though, <laughs> nobody, even, though, even though nobody ever knows that it was the weirdo that started the fire. And he never confesses. And he just dies. So. Yeah. There's really no point to any of it. It's just really bad. It's um, really, really bizarre. And the other problem, too, is like, and listen, like, I don't. I don't need any kind of psychoanalysis here, but I'm a big fan of things on fire. Like, I like seeing things on fire, especially in movies. Like, I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I love, like, the Towering Inferno because I just like seeing something burn. Mm -hmm. And this movie is the most bored I've ever been, and everything is on fire all the time. Like, people are on fire constantly in this movie with their flesh, like, melting off their their bodies, and it is so boring. Like, I was... (laughs) Just disinterested the whole time because <laughs> it's just really bad. So that 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 sounds like an oddball movie, man. It's a really weird movie. It is a hundred percent not worth watching, even though it has an amazing um uh cover art or whatever or poster art. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was looking at that. It's cool. Yeah, but it is it is so bad and. It's like there's no consequence to anyone Except the dude dies But he dies on accident Like it's not even like he got his comeuppance He was like helping people And he got crushed and killed And that was was it He didn't even catch on fire Like he started this whole fire And it was like would have been fitting If he burned in the fire But he didn't get burned in the fire He just got crushed with scaffolding And then was dead So gotta watch out it was it was a solid eight chagrin but it's an eight with a yawn (laughs) um
0: i mean there's literally no point to it at all at least it sounds funnier well when you tell at least it sounds funnier
1: than other boring
0: like yeah but
1: i made it sound much better than it is because in all honesty it seriously like nothing happened there's huge swaths of movie Where people are just like, there's whole scenes that are taking place in like like mission control for like the firefighters. Mm -hmm. And they have these tables with with like a grid outline of the city. And they're moving like little blue and red blocks that represent places on fire and places not on fire. And the chief is like, the whole city's on fire. What are we going to do about our city on fire? It's all on fire. Our city, it's on fire. And that lasts forever. And you're just like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so it's an eight. All right. So. So. All right. That's our. I want to say that, first of all, I always didn't watch this because every time I saw this movie come up, I thought it was a movie we've already talked about on the Spin chagrin and a movie that I have a lot of personal, like, chagrin with um, from my life, which is fired down below. Um, mm-hmm. Steven Seagal, fucking like Crown Jewel, right? Um, so I would always see this movie Fire from Below, okay, and think it was Fire Down Below and just skip it. So this time I realized, like, this is not Fire Down Below, this is something else. Uh huh. So I looked at it, and what this movie is is a Kevin Sorbo, um, starring and producing effort about a geologist on vacation with his fiancee who has to save the world from a deadly lithium explosion because, and this is repeated numerous times throughout the movie, the lithium almost has a preternatural intelligence to seek out water and cause explosions. Okay. So, and this is fire from below fire from below. Okay. So the movie opens, um, on an overhead shot of what looks like the smallest little, like, gravel pit in the history of man with a tiny little entrance. And this is Drake Industries okay. Deep Core Mine. It tells you this on the screen. Uh huh. But every time they show this Deep Core Mine, like, everyone is like 15 feet from the surface. Like, there ain't no Deep Core. It's like a tunnel and then some CGI. And it's okay. rich, real bad. We'll get into that. So there's a bunch of dudes that are down there and they're drilling. And the one guy's like, oh man, gotta mine this lithium for Mr. Drake. And then the other guy says, i am got a bad feeling about this. I think the core is unstable. Yeah. And then the one guy's like, what do you say? Oh, let's change our drill bit to make it to make it more stable. Then Drake calls and he's like, hey, do you know what tip is? And he says, it stands for exactly to ensure promptness. And I was like, no, like insurance. Anyway, that's not what that means. And he's like, so the next time I call you, you better answer the phone right away. And so now the foreman is like, oh, shit, like we got to hurry up and dig up this lithium. Mm -hmm. So then it's like land of the lost because they're just like hitting these like loose rocks that are falling aside. So they're obviously not like drilling into anything. It's just like, you know, whatever, a bad set and everything is glowing green. And the foreman's like, oh my God, everybody get out. And so they start to run. But see, here's the thing. Sarah was working in the office and they called her and they were like, hey, you need to bring the benthic acid down right away. And she was like, okay, cool. So she's bringing the benthic acid down. Everybody's running away. And the lithium fire explodes out, but it starts like darting around, like all like Herky jerky, like chasing people and blowing them up, and like it hits them and they just melt and like blow up and they're dead. And Uh Sarah's like, I got the benthic acid, and then the thing hits her and she's dead. Mm. So there was never any point in introducing her as a character or giving her a name or having her bring the benthic acid down except to hit her with the fire, which you could have accomplished in like 10,000 other ways Mm. and it would have had just as much effect. So this is like setting the stage for how amazing this movie is um so then it cuts to kevin sorbo driving in his his ford bronco with his um fiance carrie and that's carrie k-a-r-i like don't get it twisted carrie watkins okay and she's 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 a fucking treat so kevin sorbo gets a call on his flip phone and he's like i can't remember the his name like hey miguel like what's going on And then you can hear his part of the conversation, but not the other side of the conversation. He's like, oh, my God, I haven't seen a pair that big since the Navy. And she goes, excuse you? And he's like, did you get some good pictures? Send them to me in an email later. Oh, man, I'm so excited. And she's like, what are you talking about over there? I mean, it seriously is like a fucking State Farm commercial (laughs) with Jake from State Farm or whatever so you find out he's talking about two meteorites that enter the atmosphere over hawaii mm-hmm. and he's like remember i was stationed at pearl harbor and she's like oh you sly fox like <laughs> you should have told me that from the beginning and literally the conversation lasted like 10 seconds and was three sentences mm-hmm. so he didn't even have time to say like, hey i'm not talking about boobs i'm talking about meteorites right but she's she's like you're lucky i love you and he's like i guess i am so you find out that they're driving to a place called Lost Lake. And Lost Lake is a place that his dad took him once when he was a kid. And now instead of going to Niagara Falls, where she wanted to go, they're going to Lost Lake because he thinks it'll be romantic to go somewhere where his father took him when he was a child. Um, so she's like, well, how do you get to Lost Lake? And he's like, you know what? I don't know. And she's like, let's stop and ask for directions. And Kevin Sorbo says, don't don't you know that it's 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 the man law that you can't ask for directions like haha ha, like welcome to fucking 1954 jokes. All right, sure. Um so then it cuts to these people that are out like enjoying a day in the reservoir, like jet or water skiing. So it's this guy who's driving this boat with this other couple, and then this woman in a bikini is getting pulled behind the boat and that's Nikki and they're like man Nikki looks good out there and then the one boyfriend is like yeah she does and his girlfriend is like oh you're like looking at Nikki oh so then the water starts bubbling and the fucking lithium um smog monster like pops up out of the water and starts chasing them <laughs> and it's flying all over the sky and they're like oh my god oh my god and then the one guy's like drive faster and the guy driving the boat's like i can't i'm pulling Nikki it'll tear her apart and so they keep driving like relatively slow and she's like go go and finally the big ball of lightning or fire or whatever comes down and evaporates nikki so she's dead Mm. and then it like flies around a little more and dives into the boat and explodes the boat so the boat's dead Mm. this happened like on open water but like nobody realizes it because then it cuts back and kevin sorbo and wife oh sorry kevin sorbo's name is um jack denning by the way jd Mm. um so she's like hey go over there and ask for directions so kevin Sorbo pulls up and there's these two like eh, i don't know middle schoolers dressed up to play football and kevin sorbe is like hey son do you know where lost lake is and he's like no my mother and i just moved here a month ago i don't know where anything is and kevin Sorbo's like do you know who would know and he says yeah sheriff griffith would know mm. he's over at the roost getting lunch and Kevin Sorbo says, "Lunch? It's only eleven o'clock." What? And the kid says, "Yeah, we do everything earlier around here." And ah, my mom ah, says, "Sheriff Denny, your Sheriff Griffin's lived here forever. He would know." And Kevin Sorbo's like, "Thanks, buddy." And then his friend is like, "Yeah," and throws up like the deuces sign like over his eye, like yo, and Kevin's sorry. like, "Yeah, like my my deuces <laughs> thing." But in two thousand nine, one was probably a little more relevant. Um. So then Kevin Sorbo says. Oh boy! I guess MTV is just everywhere these days. This is a great place to meet a kid, though. And I paused for a second. I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean? Like, where's this movie I don't know going? What any
0: of that means?"
1: Right. And then his 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 fiance is just like, "Yeah, you're right." And I was like, "What the fuck?" So I didn't know what was going to happen with old um Jack Jack Denning and uh, Carrie whatever. Um, but nothing ever comes from that again. They don't ever talk about like children in a, mm. an uncomfortable way. It's just that one time. Um, so they go to the roost and they talk to the sheriff and I thought it was going to be like squirm where the sheriff was like a dick, but the sheriff's completely friendly and you find out that Jack's dad, Dick Denning, used to live in the town and they were all friends and fucking Dick um, Denning. Yeah, they, the they remember fuck? Dick Denning finally and he's like, hey, is your old man still around? And I thought they were going to say no, he passed away and that was going to be like something where Jack Denny's doing it for his dad, but Jack's like, nah, You know, he just moved up to Oregon because the fishing's better up there and he's retired and happy. And I'm like, well, fuck, like there's no standard plot point in any of this movie. It's just people (laughs) like doing dumb stuff. It's just
0: people living their lives.
1: Right. So then they go to leave and the sheriff comes out and he's like, hey, you going to stick around for a little while? And Jack Denny's (laughs) like, yeah, maybe. And he's like, we'll come back tomorrow and have some chicken fried steak because that shit's delicious. And Jack he's like, you know what? I think we will. And then he just leaves. Chicken. Like, There's no like, you watch out at Lost Lake. Like, bad things happen up there. It's called Lost Lake for a living. It's just like, cool, dude. Go enjoy our natural resources and come back for a healthy dinner. And like, everyone's right. cool. <laughs> right.
0: I, so, I mean, I'll tell you right now, I want some chicken fried steak at the roost, though. Oh,
1: man. Right. And it looked it, like the roost looked well. You might not want to be in the roost after this next part, but we'll get there. Okay. So then, uh, fucking can't remember her name. This woman named Rain. Her first name is R E I G N. Um, she works for Drake Industries, and she's like their technical, like seismologist advisor. So Drake is like, "Why haven't I heard from my people of my mind? I need my mind sample, so we can make hundreds of millions of dollars." Like Rain, drive down there. So she does, and she has to stop for directions at um fuck i can't remember oh it's like it's like butch's exotic like auto repair with e- exotic spelled with a q u e so she's like hey i need directions and he's like you sure you don't need a lube job i give mm-hmm. the best lube job in the state and she's like um no i just need directions
0: and dick denning would like to have a word
1: for that no no, no. dick denning's in oregon nice. so she's like can you just tell me how to get to route seven or whatever and he's like yeah you go here and here and then he says you sure you don't need your rear end adjusted i can give the best rear end adjustment in the state she's like no pervert i'm leaving so then that dude's like oh man she had a sweet ass and then there's all of a sudden just this fat hillbilly laying on the ground on a blanket and he's like yeah she did and then it cuts from him and you never see him again Hmm. um so then butch goes to the bathroom to rub one out i guess but he he doesn't really do anything he doesn't even like hold his dick when he pees because he's talking on the phone and like chewing so i don't know what he's eating um but he's talking about like how long her legs were and how hot she was and then fucking like smart lithium comes up out of the sink and he turns the water on and the whole like fucking outhouse explodes Hmm. because of course they have an outhouse because it's rural and rustic right (sighs) oh my god this fucking movie um how far are we into this movie by this point point? 21 minutes okay maybe okay so then uh sorbo and wife go to uh lost lake and she's like oh my god it's so beautiful up here and he's like yeah i really like this place he's like oh look i wrote i carved something at the end of this pier you should go look and she's like oh that's so cool so she walks to the end of this pier god i forgot about the whole plot point
0: the whole reason they're there is because dick denning took him to this thing when he's a
1: kid right it's a romantic getaway for him and his future future bride so she goes she goes to the end she goes to the end of the pier and he carved on it as a child bite me dash jd and she's like oh real classy and he's like "ha ha, (laughs) gotcha so then she falls in the water because she can't like I don't know. She leans against a board and the board collapses. She falls. Then there's a corpse in the water. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he pulls her out. And for like the first set of ten times in the movie, he holds her close to his chest. He's like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. And his Kevin Sorbo way. Mm. So they find they so all of a sudden, like, they don't care about the corpse in the water. They just pull that out and throw it under a tarp they happen to have. And so he's examining the wood and he's like, look, the top of the wood is fine, but the bottom of the wood has been scorched um because of this like almost preternatural intelligence that the fucking fire has um hold on so and then,
0: have we found out what jd does for a living again yeah
1: he's a seismologist
0: oh he's the seismologist okay oh
1: yeah yeah everyone's a seismologist they're all doctors <laughs> too. okay um oh i'm sorry there's a there's a plot point earlier where um after the mine explodes jd's um partners who are both seismologists as well um are at work still and the one female seismologist is like hey did you see this earthquake exactly where jd is heading and the other one is like ah that's just a coincidence it's not even a real earthquake it's only a 3.1 and she's like oh yeah you're right probably but it was the explosion of mine oh my god i'm tired um so then jd and carrie go back to town but everybody in town is dead um sheriff shelly who runs the roost like everyone is dead so they call the national guard, and so the national guard just comes so in the meantime drake is talking to rain and he's like hey you better get down to get my fucking sample because i want to make hundreds of millions of dollars and she's like but we may have caused some kind of terrible ecological disaster and murdered a bunch of people. And he's like, yeah, yeah. If we don't talk about it, it didn't happen. Just go get my shit. And she's like, all right, do." So then she leaves to go to town to get it. So then the National Guard have JD and Carrie like under house arrest. And JD's like, you can't treat me like this. I'm a scientist. I know what's going on. And I got to find out what killed those people. And they're like, we have a lot of respect for you. And we understand that you know your shit. But because we're the military, we have to take things a certain way. And he's like, this is an outrage. Let me out to go and wander around where I can get killed and find out what's going on. And they're like, right. We feel you, but just calm down for a minute while we like assess the situation. And he's like, Well, oh, I'm so angry. And they're like, all right, you're right. You're fine. You can go. And he's like, oh, I apologize. <laughs> so then they all get in trucks and they drive out to Lost Lake again because they want to examine the body. And now all of a sudden they've flown in. The Pentagon has told them to fly in jd's two associates who were at the place and saw the um earthquake but didn't tell anybody and never tell anybody about the earthquake mm. and so now they're flown in because the pentagon everything is like really close to lost lake which is somewhere in the midwest it's in the heartland of america they they say that a mm. bunch of
0: times mm-hmm.
1: um damn i wish i got some water i guess i have this water here a little bit but it will do um mm. refreshing My mouth is getting all hot from all this fire (laughs) fire that I'm spitting. Um, So they drive out to the lake and all of a sudden like huge gouts of flame are spurting from the surface of the lake. And they're like, oh, this doesn't look good. So they try to leave, but the suicide kicks and one of the soldiers fall into a pit in the earth and just disappear. (laughs) And then JD's like, well, we can't do anything for them now. Let's leave. So they run away. So as they're driving away in their Jeep, um, the ball of fire jumps out of the water and starts chasing them. So it's chasing them down the road. But it's not catching anything else on fire, like no trees mm-hmm. or nothing. And I'm like, I'm like, why is like nothing else catching on fire? Mm-hmm. Except it dives at this guy on a motorcycle and makes him like slide into a barbed wire fence. But he doesn't die or anything, I don't think, because they just have him like slide across the street. So JD is driving, even though there's like a general from the military who's probably a much better like combatant and driver than JD, who's a fucking seismologist. But it's Mm -hmm. cool because he's Kevin Sorbo and he's the hero. Mm -hmm. So they get to a barn and JD drives into the barn and then forces everyone to jump out into the straw like the hay that's in the barn. And I'm thinking, you fucking idiots. Like, this is a big ball of flame, and you're going to jump into the hay? But here's the rub. They anticipated me thinking that, because then JD explains, well, the, L, the L7 lithium strain, it only seeks out liquid sources. It stays away from dry sources. So the safest place we could have been was in the straw. So, so you're I, a fucking moron. And hold Jake, on. De- hold Jake on. Denning knows right, right, what right. he's talking but, about. But let me get to another point. I'm almost there. And I thought that. I thought, oh, well, I'm an idiot. Like, they just explained it. And if I just would have, like, let it go for a minute, I would have found the answer. Uh But then, literally, two minutes later, they cut to a news broadcast where all of the forests and plains of the Midwest are on fire from this this substance (laughs) that they're not naming, and they think it might be a terrorist attack. Mm. Because, of course, because Kevin Sorbo is a fucking Trumper, that there's all that shit in there. (laughs) So... And he wasn't even a Trumper in two thousand nine, but I think he was still kind of an asshole. Um, so I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like you just said that it doesn't catch like dry things on fire, and now the entire Midwest is ablaze and it's no fuck it's all just fucking trees and shit. But whatever. Like, what do I know about anything? <laughs> so So hold on. So what ha- like well, I guess
0: I'll find out, but it's like is is JD right? Or is he wrong? Is the movie just inconsistent?
1: No one is ever right. We'll we'll get to that. All right. Mind you, this is an hour and like 20-minute movie, and we're about 45 minutes in, <laughs> and it's taken me this long to explain. <laughs> so then it's nighttime, and there's these two, like, there's this black couple making out in the car, and the black man tries to unbutton the black lady's shirt, even though she's wearing a t-shirt, which I don't know. Anyway, she's like, don't touch my buttons. And he's like, oh, baby, I'm just trying to get you more comfortable. And she's like, All you want to do is have sex with me. And he's like, no, baby, I really love you. If I'm lying, I'm dying. And she's like, oh, you're right. I love you, too. So then he gets out of the truck because he's like, baby, I got to take a piss. So he walks over to the bushes and he starts to pee on the L7 lithium compound and his his urine stream catches on fire and yes. then his dick catches on fire yes and then he explodes
0: that's fantastic
1: and so then the l7 lithium compound like starts to chase the black lady but <laughs> she drives away in the truck and she gets away oh okay um and i don't think you ever see her again and nothing like happens to her. yeah <laughs> I, I think that's just it <laughs> that's well the end of that storyline well no carrie like helps her out like rescues her but it doesn't matter because then she's just done okay so then you find out that um rain who has a giant bosom used to have sex with kevin sorbo but that was like years ago and who cares now um but carrie's like all upset about it but then she's not upset all of a sudden Mm. so then you find out that the pentagon wants to fly them all in at 900 hours to talk about the situation so they do that and you also find out that like some chief of staff was making duplicitous deals with um drake industries but then another guy who's like a more important general is like hey that's fucked up you know we can't take advantage of the public like this and everybody else is like yeah that's true we can't allow this to happen and then there's no more like graft in the movie like that's like all the bribery that happens how many generals Um, are in this movie seven i guess who knows so then Kevin Sorbo is Iron like Joint Chiefs, right? Kevin Sorbo is like, I need until tomorrow to figure out how to stop this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you have until O eight hundred, but you know what? Kevin Sorbo, he don't need till O eight hundred because he figures it out at like midnight, and then he's like, fuck it, let's just go back to Ecton or I can't remember the name of the place. So they do that, and they fly back, and everybody flies back, and he's like, in order to stop this from becoming a thermonuclear event, we have to set off charges. And if we set off charges, it'll counteract the such and such and the fucking L7 and stop it and we'll all be saved. And they're like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Let's go blow up the thing that's blowing up everything else. So they go do that. Um, so everybody goes into the caves and they set their charges and then Rain and these two soldiers, they leave. But then Kevin Sorba like, I got to find my team because I know they're still down there. Because remember, they fell down into like the pit. So they are still down there, and they're still alive. And Kevin Sorbo, after a few minutes, he finds them. The ones from, like, the day before that fell into the pit and just Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead and we they, can't help them? Right. They left them okay. there. And then a couple times during the movie, somebody was like, we regret to announce that we've stopped the search. And then Carol be like, nah. Kevin Sorbo will hug her again and say it's going to be okay. What? But then, like, Wasn't all of a sudden. just, like,
0: eight hours ago or something?
1: Well, yeah, but they gave up the search, like, three times because, you know, it's tiring. <laughs> to look for people like you can't just like look for people all the time and at some point you got to say like hey yeah yeah you're just just gone yeah so in this case they did that like three times (laughs) um so long story short kevin sorbo goes and finds his team and they get out and they're running out of the mine as the detonators go off and stop the blast from like spreading and they've saved the day and then carrie is like Next year, you're taking me to Niagara Falls. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and that is fire from below. Jamal, with his dick catching on fire, is definitely the highlight yeah. of them, yeah, oh, they also make up a incident. they call it the Makiti incident, which supposedly takes place in the Philippines. And I thought this was true. I was like, oh, this must be what inspired it. And I looked it up, and it was all just fake. They just made up this fucking disaster <laughs> and put it in the Philippines for no reason, right? Makati incident, M A K A T I. <laughs> um, they talk about like, oh, there was all this poisonous gas, and these mm-hmm. indigenous in- indigenous Filipinos built their houses over top of these mm. this fault line, and then the one guy's like, that's just like Mount St. Helens, and um. Fucking Kevin Sorbo is like it is, and he's like Mount St. Helens isn't wasn't active, and Carrie said, "Yeah, that's what they said then too." And it zooms in on her face, and it's like, blah gotcha." <laughs> like cold disc general, and and the general, I swear right. to God, like I've never seen a fucking movie. fucking bite me, general. <laughs> right, I've never seen a movie where like the authority figures are just like, "Yeah, scientists, you're probably right. We got to stop this shit from happening." Right. Let's dedicate resources to listening to your expertise instead of being like oh you know this is a this is a valuable mineral blah 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 but no they're just like right we can't put the lives of people in danger to make a buck right and then they don't they just like do the right thing it's so fucking dumb and boring
0: the only thing from a cast standpoint that i found really interesting is i recognize one of the names the, the the general one of the generals one of the seven generals in this movie um who is mark stonewall jackson um apparently is the general's name mm. and um is played by alex cord and this is the second time alex cord has appeared on the chagrin because he was also um the primary star with george kennedy in uninvited
1: Mm. <clears throat> It's <clears throat> a good movie.
0: Alex Cord will probably never be appearing on the Chagrin ever or, or any podcast ever again, but he's appeared twice on the Chagrin now.
1: Mickey is the guy's name. That's the other um mm. Yeah, so this is like a solid nine chagrin. Okay. Um <laughs> It made me laugh pretty consistently, but man, it was not like a very good movie at all. It was very, very difficult to watch. Mm. Um But I think it's also like pretty funny. Maybe and not like in a way that you know, they intended it ever to be funny. Like they really wanted you to think about um the dangers of like uh not not paying attention to the earth and just treating the earth like shit like you know you gotta treat that earth mother with respect Um, but at the end of the day like Kevin Sorbo is there to save you right I think that Kevin Sorbo is one of the most ridiculous human beings like acting in Hollywood (laughs) maybe ever I really hate Kevin Sorbo a lot (laughs) and there's no nostalgia for me for fucking Hercules so I don't give a shit about Kevin Sorbo I just think he's an asshole right but he probably made like thirteen dollars and some steakhams to make this movie, so
0: the sad thing is he actually made enough to just keep living and living well um off this because well, he up. produced
1: it too, sure, sure.
0: the director one of the one of the two directors of this because it took two people to direct this um yeah, this since movie. The movie, one of them is uh the director of Chopping Mall, oh, yeah um much worse than chopping and nine nine seven six evil two as well he
1: also directed i've never seen nine seven six evil two um i can picture that video box yeah this is some shit so it's really bad and i really had i really wished at the time that i was watching it that i had red carded you and orion (laughs) <laughs> to make you both watch it too. I like RI just gets like lumped into a red card. Yes. Is, it, anyway. it was his it was his topic, right? It was, it's true. Yeah, yeah so that, you know what? Gonna that should it. be a new rule. Let's it make is, that rule. It's if, my it's rule. Some <laughs> I just made it up.
0: Okay, well, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna You're co-signing? It. Yeah, co-signing that rule. Whoever's yeah. category it is needs to get red carded with this motherfucker. Um so here's
1: here's here's the the sweet secret of the spin chagrin is i put on my watch list on tubi like every bad movie i find just hoping that there's a time when it comes up so i'll just red card the next time if someone's category comes up because fuck them i already know i already know what it's going to be and you're going to get screwed because i know it's terrible right i've seen it all and i know
0: (laughs) right i haven't you do you want me to either. confront you with like a with with a secret that we haven't talked about at all like off air what's that on air i'm going to give you the secret is i think you actually having not wanting to do the second year of the spin chagrin i think
1: you love the spin chagrin more than anything
0: else involving the podcast anymore
1: it's it's 100 true actually yeah. that's something i look forward to every week yes is the <laughs> um I don't watch regular movies anymore. I just watch really bad movies all the time. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I got unlucky watching Out of the Furnace because it was legitimately <laughs> like <laughs> worth watching. Yeah. I fucked right. myself. I, I worked myself into a shoot. You did. You did.
0: I mean, look, I can see the title of that movie, Out of the Furnace, like being a thing. Like, you're like, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Let's watch this one. Um, It's a
1: bad title. It is. But you know what? It's not even a good movie. But it's Christian Bale and um uh what's his name? Um Casey Affleck and Zoe Did
0: or whatever know? her name is. No
1: no no Cell oh. Seldano, whatever her name is. Oh. Yeah. Um and Willem Defoe and Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. and they're all fucking great. It's like right. legitimately like five really amazing performances. Like, all lumped into the same movie. And it's just, like... It's so fucking impressive, like, watching this movie. And even though the plot is really trite, like, the movie itself is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, And it really kind of, like... It's so compelling, like, watching these... These talented actors, like, play off each other that you don't care that the plot is something you've seen a thousand times. So. Holy shit, dude.
0: So, the other director of... Fire From Below? Yes. Um. Whose name is uh, Andrew Stevens, who actually Mm -hmm. has a small role in that movie. He directed a movie in 1995 called Virtual Combat. It has Don the Dragon Wilson in it. Mm. And the plot of this is scientists brings virtual reality characters to life. Two are women from the cyber sex game site. The third is a warrior who wants to unleash the rest of the bad guys from the virtual reality underworld. A border cop must defeat the virtual reality warrior while learning to relate to one of the cyber sex babes.
1: Nice. That sounds like a really good movie.
0: It does. Um, sounds right up your alley.
1: You know, if we keep, if we just keep watching the spinch again, you're going to see um, old uh, Alex Cord um, again, I'm telling you. Because mm. okay. he is 100% Like In other terrible movies that I've s- I know oh my mm. god Yeah he's in some stuff That's on my 2B watch list right now I didn't even <laughs> That's funny
0: Alright you want to see real quick What you're getting next week
1: Yeah spin that wheel
0: Oh, where to go where to go there it is uh it's a cold world out
1: there huh that works starting to feel well. a little frosty myself yes <laughs> you um, know i say that like every day at work <laughs> do you mm-hmm. um
0: yes yeah, so the category for next week is, is pairs up very nicely actually. Uh it's a cold world out there is the category.
1: Was that suggested by anyone?
0: I just made it up. You'll find that you'll know which ones
1: I made up. Um oh I, you you're saying you just made it up as in you simply made it up not Yes, yeah, just not now. just
0: in time made it up, but like right. yes I simply made it up.
1: Um I was really pissed for a second I'm like what is that bullshit? You're not allowed to just make things up on the no, fly. No no, no,
0: no, like I I was just sitting here, like trying to fill out categories, you know, over the course of a few nights, and um, you'll you'll notice that there's a lot of song lyrics. If it's if it's if it's a song lyric, it's mine. Um, mm. uh, there's one night where maybe I like did a bit
1: too much of. Uh... Were you listening to Liquid Swords or something? shit is deep on the block but you got me locked (laughs) down in this cold cold world no um that's uh uh, well no what no that's the lyric from fucking um liquid swords cold world no it's um well yeah i know With you're 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 referencing the line from cannibal ox yes yeah it's a cold world out there right i'm starting to feel a little frosty myself right um that's the line that I quote constantly. I think but the
0: gra- I think the greatest category that's on this wheel is
1: mechanical found found ghosts. No, no. Animal it found doesn't relate ghosts. to
0: mechanical walks. It, it is. It is a. It, it is a song that you would never guess um, that I would put on the wheel in a million or lyrics from a song you would never guess. And it, when that comes up, um, um I'm going to mark out. But um. Because I just ha- happened to hear it earlier in the day on the radio and it was still on my mind and I was like <laughs> I was I was a little drunk and I was like yes I'm putting this on this wheel because it actually would fit really well for a movie that you would watch for this thing. Um, <clears throat> I have two categories that I'm proud of. That's it. This year.
1: And I'm taking over. <laughs> yes. Was it third? Third wheel hold on. I'm the first, like, I, I'm born, first born Always second in line. Right. Tired of being the third wheel. Always fourth in. No, I'm I'm the firstborn, always second best. Hold on. I'm, I'm gonna tired. Up. To, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um we always get these the first it's going to drive me crazy if I don't remember All oh, right, right I forgot that start this the zero hour Michael right it's the zero zero hour Michael it's the end of the line I'm the firstborn Se- sick of playing second fiddle always third in line for everything tired of finishing fourth being the fifth wheel there are six things I'm mad about and I'm taking over yes
1: um, <laughs> brilliant
0: fucking so good all right, so it's a cold world out there, so we were going to talk about grilling, um, and I wrote down last week some questions. Um, oh, right, so I, I started off the, yeah, so I know that you're not a big griller, so first I'm not on, a
1: griller at all. But,
0: so my question first is, you're not a big griller, what have you grilled?
1: I have grilled hot dogs on numerous occasions Mm -hmm. um, because we used to grill at work all the time and we still do at this job. Mm -hmm. I have grilled hamburgers. I have grilled salmon or not salmon tuna. Um, I've made shish kebabs on the grill. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's it.
0: Okay. So out of those handful of things you've grilled, What do you think the best thing you can grill is? Those few things.
1: Or what is the Uh, best thing you have grilled? I think I make a really good shish kebab. Okay. Why? Because it's delicious. And see, okay, so here's my opinion on grilling.
0: See, no, you're jumping ahead in my questions.
1: Uh, I don't know, because it tastes good. And it's not like you have to put a lot of thought into it. Not that you do anyway for grilling. Um, but it's like, it's nice variety, you know, like if you do it right, you get like the tender vegetables and you get some char and that pineapple, which is nice and sweet. And then like whatever your protein is like, just perfect in the middle. Right. Get
0: that char. Um, so I haven't
1: grilled enough really to be good at anything though.
0: Right. I I understand. Uh, I'm just getting, I'm just laying the groundwork for like, you know, like the, like your experience. So why don't you? like grill that often do you think or like you know like what what what's the rationale behind
1: i've mostly lived in apartments my whole life and you right. can't own a grill at an apartment sure. yep so that's the big reason so and would then, you grill more do you believe i'm not buying that, a grill that's ridiculous no, no, no if that weren't the case like how do i how do i own a grill is it given to me by someone I, <laughs> you, you won't buy a grill i'm never spending money on a grill do I have a stove? So so, so
0: then do you not respect grilling?
1: At no, all? It's, there's no point to it. Grilling is like... You know what grilling is like? Grilling is like camping. Like, people that can't have fun doing, like, normal things like to do things like grill. Like, <laughs> learn how to use a fucking stove, you know? Learn how to actually, like, cook food. I mean, so you do grill things on a stove, though, right? I will sometimes use a griddle right, or, like, a... F- whatever you call it, like a... F- um a grill pan or whatever very rarely if i'm going for a certain effect with like the aesthetic of a food but for the most part a pan and an oven is what you need you know you need like things to put things in an oven and things to put things on a stove Mm -hmm. pots pans you know whatever you don't need a grill
0: okay so okay so now much like booze where you think that it's better for someone to serve you that booze than like make the drinks yourself do you appreciate people grilling like do you appreciate grilling more when somebody else is doing the grilling
1: i appreciate the food i mean mm-hmm. i
0: you don't you just do you think the grill is kind of a pointless thing aspect of it though you could just make that food somehow some other preparation method
1: i feel like anything you cook on a grill you can cook just as good if not better on a stove or in an oven okay i look at grilling in the same way i look at people that read like the twilight series and consider themselves you know like literate like you're, you're emulously spraying
0: it everywhere tonight, aren't you
1: you're emulating the act of something you know that has merit but doing so in a way that lacks all merit mm. like mm. by itself like grilling is it's it's just it's lame like anybody can grill any people that can't cook anything to save their lives can operate a grill and make something that's like moderately edible.
0: I don't, I don't know if I believe that's true. I, I think there's people that
1: can I know plenty of people fuck up food from from a grill. Sure, um, you can fuck it up, but you're far less likely to fuck it up than you are like cooking on a stove. Really, hmm. I think so, a hundred percent. I'm telling you, I know people that can't cook a lick of like anything. Like can't make like a sauce to save their lives but can go out and cook really a couple of hamburgers and hot dogs and you'd be all right. Well, because that's, well, first of all,
0: that's a very like almost like manly thing. Like where it's just, like, they've made their whole lives. The only thing they ever cook is on the grill. You don't and have so to they've have learned, mind. and they don't have to have as much skill on the grill. I agree with you, but it's like they can cook those things because that's all they've made their life about. Cause like, they just like kind of expect their wife to cook everything else in the fucking world. Um, right. Like, so, like, yeah, like, a lot of men can go out and, like, just be proficient or whatever at the grill. I agree with that. Um, But I do think there's probably still, like, some mastery of the grill. Um, So there's people that do it much better than other people do.
1: Yeah, sure. But I think that anyone that can cook can go out and grill. I think if you know how to cook and you understand, like, cooking times and temperatures and done this, like, you can go operate a grill and be fine. I seriously go out. I grill like once a year because they force me to at work, and I grill pretty proficiently without any real knowledge in advance. Because I just like Google, how long do I grill this shit, and it tells me, and I do that, and then it's done. It's super easy,
0: barely an inconvenience. It um, really is. I,
1: <laughs> except you got to right. stand there and like I've fucking sweat and be outside. Like, who wants to fucking cook outside too? That's the other thing. Like, you. All right. Okay. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Because you got like it's it's all like a thing. It's about like a ritual and a fucking like showing that you know, oh, I'm the master of my domain. We're gonna go cook on the grill like a fucking caveman, you fucking troglodyte. <laughs> um, grill. Do you think bro. there
0: are any
1: foods? <laughs>
0: Do you think there are any foods that
1: are particularly suited to grilling more than other foods? Yeah, burgers, hot dogs, steaks. Uh huh. I mean, I I honestly believe that both burgers and hot dogs and steaks are can be prepared better other ways, but those are things that you can put on a grill. And you don't really have to know much or do much, and they'll still t- typically come out okay. Do you have any
0: um? positive or negative like strong associate, like grilling related memories
1: um i used to love cookouts at my aunt and uncle's house when i was a kid um actually some of my favorite hamburgers i've ever eaten in my life because hmm. they had a charcoal grill so they had flames and they would basically flame broil the burgers and we would have fresh onions and tomato and it would be like the greatest whopper you'd ever eaten like it was so fucking mm-hmm. good and it would just smell amazing like swimming in their pool and getting out and you'd smell the hamburgers cooking and the hot dogs and, and that's really good memory I also like I my dad loves to grill and he makes really good food on the grill mm-hmm. but like, what kind a of lot does of
0: he did like make
1: the slides so, like this typical stuff the thing that he does that's the best is he does brines like mm-hmm. he'll brine pork chops and chicken mm-hmm. and then grill it um, and they always come out really good, and his steaks on the grill are really fantastic too. Yeah. Um, he also uses a smoker all the time, which is another thing that I think is like a tool of a lesser cook. Um, <laughs> but his his the stuff that he smokes is delicious. Mm-hmm. I don't take anything away from my dad because my dad has tried really hard in the past like 10 years to learn how to make a bunch of different things right and he was always to your point just he was he did the grill like in the summer Mm -hmm. like once or twice a week it would be dad's turn to cook and he would go out on the grill but my mom was still cooking like 14 different sides in the in the kitchen (laughs) sure sure you know and here's the thing is like you can go grill a hamburger but can you make some fucking potato salad you schlub like no no like you don't know how to make shit. Like you don't. Know, I'm, I'm not talking about my dad. I'm just talking in general. Like you don't know how to go in the fucking kitchen, you know, and like prepare everything else that goes as like the accoutrements, to, like a delicious, mm-hmm. like cookout meal. You expect somebody else to do that, or you go to like fucking food lion and buy a quart of goddamn Amish potato salad, like the <laughs> enriched slub that you are, and just like pretend like somehow you've contributed to life. But you know, what have you done? Really, you just spent money. That's all it is, is like you bought a grill, you've just spent money on a thing that really just came with your house. You know, you could, you could have learned how to, like, use a stove and cook like a respectable human, and instead you're out there, you know, I don't know, like fucking Og the Caveman, like cooking over your open fire and feeling, like, superior to what? like, thousands of years of evolution, like, learn, you know, learn how to, like, live inside, like, 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 people do. Mm. It's even worse cooking over a fucking um, (laughs) campfire. Uh Like, man, and like, look, I like s'mores, and I like hot dogs roasted over a campfire, but, like, fucking, like, it's, it's pointless. It's such a waste of time. If you had to choose one food to grill right
0: now, what would it be, and why? (laughs)
1: I would like I would like I would like um I'd like some shish kebab I would like some shish kebab with some shrimps. I want shrimp, I want sweet onion, I want red bell pepper, green bell pepper, and I want pineapple chunks and I want cherry tomatoes and that's my shish kebab mm. And I want the shrimp brushed with like a chili lime. Mm-hmm.
0: if you had to choose between grilling outdoors in a hurricane or cooking inside during a
1: blackout what would you do and why how can I cook inside during a blackout I don't know you make, I, uh, by I candlelight yeah but how am I cooking like none of my things work mm. there's no power mm. I mean does like Assembling a sandwich count kind of as cooking? I don't know. Or making like chicken salad or tuna salad or something? Um do I have to actually like eat things to the point of doneness or can I just like assemble things? Hold on a second. Because it's a bad question, otherwise, because if <laughs> I have no power, I can't well, cook. <laughs> um
0: Oh, you're fucking worthless. Uh, so I developed the first like few questions out of this, and then because I don't know anything about grilling, I relied on um chat to to and put them in the role of the interviewer to to start giving me other questions, and um that was one of the funny quote questions that it gave me. Um, well, because it's it does, an idiot it does, because because they don't understand um anything. No, um, I guess uh, I guess behavior. if I had. I guess they they, they don't know. They think that they say that some people consider might consider a sandwich, like making a sandwich be a form of cooking
1: while others might not. So if I had like some sort of like gas powered, like hot pan or something, Mm -hmm. I would rather cook inside during the blackout because I could make do and I could still cook like a one pot meal pretty good. Right. Right. They I would never they, want to distinction
0: that like you're toasting bread or like you know you're like you know doing a little bit of like cooking in the meat Ugh. that might be more cooking than like just making a cold sandwich
1: i don't have power you idiot chatbot like how am i i can't toast bread so,
0: well i mean I what think with my know.
1: laser eyes you fucking noob uh. come on like i there's no way to cook without power
0: well you already answered their second funny question and it was kind of funny Um, which is what would you say to a group of hardcore grill enthusiasts who insist that grilling is the only, quote, real way
1: to cook meat?
0: (laughs) And I think you kind of already answered that.
1: I called them Um, troglodytes, I believe.
0: Um, have you ever accidentally burnt a dish beyond recognition? If so, what was it, and how did you salvage the situation?
1: I had to make new food, I left it in the oven for too long. Um, I don't know if it was burnt beyond recognition, but it was not to my liking. So I just threw it away and -hmm. made something else. I have never burnt food on a grill because I've only grilled, I don't know, maybe a dozen times in my life. I've had to use a grill.
0: Chat tells me that this one is not related to grilling, but it could still be a fun question to ask. So I'm going to ask it. If you were a food, what food would you be and why?
1: Hmm that's a really difficult question like are you basing it on your survivability because then i'd want to be like mayonnaise or something that lasts for a long time and you know or i'd want to be something that people don't like like anchovies right because then very few people will go to eat me i might live for so it's,
0: so, right so it depends on whether you're trying right. to be eaten or not be eaten i mean if right. you're
1: asking me like would i want to be my favorite food would I like would I want to eat myself then? You know, would I how would I feel about someone eating me? <laughs> uh all like, right. I, Ch- I have Ch- no Chat mouth, did but remind I must...
0: me here to remember it's important to ensure that the interview remains respectful. <laughs> so I'm gonna refrain from some of the comments
1: I was gonna make. <laughs> well, I'm not being respectful. <laughs> have at it, bitch. <laughs> um
0: so, I think the important question here with with what food would you be is do you want to be eaten or not be eaten?
1: I don't Any know. For
0: you subjectively.
1: I mean, is it pleasurable if you're food to be eaten? Like, I don't know the context of how food feels. I don't know. Like, like maybe maybe that's the ultimate, like, the ultimate existence for food is to be eaten, right? Like, you want right. to be eaten because you're food.
0: Yeah. Right. So,
1: perhaps then I would want to be like mashed potatoes or macaroni and cheese like something that has almost a near universal appeal
0: so you'd be eaten most quickly
1: yeah and then people would like really enjoy it and be like oh this is like my favorite thing because hmm. you know people ain't clamoring for that salisbury steak but they definitely want the mashed potatoes
0: right. <laughs> do you what, what do you think people's favorite food is in the world yeah um
1: I don't know what the answer to this. Mm, I'm going to guess macaroni and cheese is the most popular food in the world.
0: Uh... Okay, so we're just dealing with Americans here because that's where most of the surveys are taking place. Or pizza. Um, yeah, it's pizza. Is it? Yeah, 55%. Uh, 55%. Um. Mm-hmm well i mean like they're doing it like you know let's see how are they asking this question you're not telling me how you asked the question well this is bunk um i don't know how they're asking the question but somehow they have like pizza 55 percent, hamburgers at 48 ice cream at 46 get that out of here um french fries at 45 mac and cheese at 39
1: so i'm looking at this Restaurantclicks.com This is from May 31st Of 2022 And it says the most popular American foods But that doesn't list them in order So yeah that might still be it. right. Yeah, It says burgers, apple pie, french fries Hot dogs That apple pie makes me real angry Chocolate chip cookies, pizza, fried chicken and grilled cheese Right But the number one food in the world According to worldtravelconnector.com Is Italian pizza Mm. Because it would I'm, not be something I'm looking like... at
0: the manny and lou ren morning show site i don't know why this is in the top 10 like google uh things that says mashed potatoes is number one according to best life which is yeah some sort of uh what i'm living <laughs> health food like magazine hold on so now oh boy 21 what um you say oh boy 21
1: oh boy Ho, like, ho, oh, I gotcha, like poor, not like ho, so, like... okay,
0: so yeah, this best life place, mashed potatoes, number one, french fries number two, hamburgers three, grilled cheese four, fried chicken five, cheeseburger, six, what, hold on, wasn't it hamburger, okay, all right, um, steak and baked potato, you can't
1: do both, fuck that. I don't like this. Um, Would you rather eat steak or a baked potato? Um,
0: it depends on the fixings
1: on the baked potato, potentially. Any fixings you want? It's your baked potato. Then a baked potato, probably. Honestly. So what's the fixings you're putting on that baked potato? Um. Then I'm going to tell you my baked potato fixings.
0: A little bit of melted butter. Okay. Um. It just needs to be, like, set there and let it, like, go into, like, you know, as much possible, like, into it. And then sour cream. um, It's a good choice. And um, not bits, but, like, almost, like, chopped up bacon and some green onion, I would say. I think it would be pretty good. That's probably what I would want.
1: So what's yours? I like to do sour cream, and I take the sour cream. And I mash it into the flesh of the split sure. potato, yep, with my fork, yeah. And then I take Worcestershire sauce mm. and Tabasco sauce, mm. and put it into that, and then mash it in again, and make it into like a creamy, like potatoy paste. And then I eat it, and it's fucking amazing. Mm. The Worcestershire sauce makes it like so good because it plays off the smokiness of the baked potato so well and adds like a tartness to the cool like creaminess of your sour cream potato mixture yeah, oh and then good. crack crack black pepper and sea oh, salt so cool.
0: yeah, yeah yeah that'd be good i don't understand how they're asking this question either and they don't tell me because this is people who said it was their favorite 80% was hash browns but then steak and baked potato 81% said it it's like that doesn't like i they're, no, they're asking the question in a certain way that like
1: There is not a single person on this planet that you would ever want to listen to that would tell you that hash browns are their favorite food. The person that tells you that hash browns are their favorite food needs to be kicked in the dick. Like, (laughs) fuck them. Because that is not anyone's favorite food. And if you say it, you're just being contrary.
0: Number 10 on the list, um, 78% said apple pie. is your favorite food. Jesus Christ. It's
1: subjectively the worst fucking pie. (laughs) So, hold on. Hash brown? Was it? That's not true. I like apple pie a lot, but it's uh, not okay. There's about. a
0: difference there, but like f- number fifteen is tater tots. What? And then number like fucking eight is hash browns. And it's like uh,
1: okay. again, n- I would believe tater tots over hash browns. Right. I think tater tots actually have some fucking cachet to them because people have gotten so ridiculous with tater tots that a tater tot can contain almost anything. Right. But you know what a hash brown is? Fucking trash. You know what? I, you know what I do with my hash browns I get from McDonald's.
0: Do you go clamp glamping, um, and then take a bunch of hash browns with you and I, somehow fix them on the grill?
1: I don't know what I don't know what any of that means, but um, I dip my hash browns in sweet and sour sauce. because so That's the only way that they're palatable to me. Do you know? You don't know what glamping is? I think I do. Maybe it's because I watch Parks and Recreation.
0: Yeah it's like fancy like camping it's like when you have all like the you go camping but you have everything available that you need like and it's all like you know
1: nice and luxurious and stuff yeah i don't i don't believe in any of that stuff although i don't know why you're going camping anyway but agreed if you're gonna if if you're gonna do it just fucking do it like you don't need to it it, number one you don't do it you just you (laughs) don't go camping what you do is you go to a hotel
0: one of the few things that we probably, like, definitely, like, 100% agree on that, like, other people might not agree with is definitely the
1: fuck camping. I have no interest in any of that shit. It's like those memes where it's, like, how to make, like, perfect whatever, some food those people don't like. And it's, like, you do this and you open the trash can and put it in the trash. Yeah. Like, that's that's my answer to camping. Like, how to go <laughs> camping? You fucking don't, you goddamn doofus. Like, don't go camping. Right.
0: All right. all right so like i said you sprayed it around tonight well enough with this grilling topic um
1: i knew it was gonna happen when you brought it up last week i was like man this is gonna get real mean you, real quick you,
0: you brought it up last week just so you remember like you were the one i guess grilling's the topic right like
1: did sure? i say that
0: yeah you did and i said let me write sounds like i already got a couple questions and you're like i don't, I don't. you said that i new- made
1: this food chat
0: Yes, you made this food chat last week. <laughs> you made it and said that you're not like you know, like a big fan of grilling. And I wrote down three questions immediately, and then I didn't know what else to ask, so I asked Chat to to give me some questions.
1: <clears throat> then it asked me the stupidest questions ever. Um, sure. That's why I fucking.
0: Actually, I think that like, what would you say to a group of hearts? <laughs> or yeah, that's a pretty enthusiast. funny. It's, it's, it's that's good a good question. Funny question. Yeah. Um. Um it actually when it generalized questions, like when it like didn't want to talk about grilling, like it asked some good questions. But um but yeah. Alright. So um yeah. Next week it's a cold world out there. Ooh. Do you have any food chat things that you want to do with because we've already done sandwiches, those are cold. Like do you have any you have any ideas for food chat with it's cold world out
1: there? Let's talk about frozen convenience foods. I actually have a lot of insight there give me give me that. what do you mean by that like frozen pizzas, frozen breakfast frozen oh okay, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay burritos like yeah. things that are easy to prepare that you store in your freezer
0: right For...
1: Omaha steaks you count that. <laughs> It just came up today randomly and something and You know what I have in my freezer right now that actually is like one of my, my one of my secret um like lazy meals? What's I have a whole box of steakums, 24 steakums. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. Sure. Makes I love sense. getting some fucking like diced onion and mushrooms and frying up some steakums in a pan with some goddamn like provolone melted on top of it and then eating that bitch on a roll all
0: right well there there's a there's a there's a little um you know sneak peek of next week steakums will be discussed um i like steakums too so next week uh it's a cold world out there is frank's category he'll be watching movies for and then we will talk about uh frozen foods so thanks for listening everybody have a good week Deuces.